monkey's fast. They tried to go to a hotel and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. The keeper said, we have no rooms, literally no rooms. <laughs> so Mary and Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, the only place in here in Bethlehem that, that you can stay Stay is a staple, and then he just pointed the way and they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, then they saw angels. The angels said, a new baby is getting born, who is king of the Jews. The angels were singing. And then the shepherd said, I think we should go there and meet him. The second, I think, said, yeah, I agree with you. And the other said, yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes, maybe have to camp out a night. And then the wise men heard about it. And then a star appeared. Well, we should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one. They have at home. Some diapers and some wipes and some milk, some shoes, some Jordans. Gold, Frank, and Latimer. And I don't know how I would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably because the room was very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's gonna be our best friend. I love you and you're the best baby I ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is gonna change the world. Where the love 
Good morning. Welcome. And I trust that you come in this room today with a sense that you're home, that this is a family, because that's what Scripture tells us, that we are brothers and sisters with Christ. And so today we're celebrating Christmas. It's going to be a vastly different service than a typical Sunday. And we're just going to have fun today, and we're getting a lot of people involved. If you're new here, maybe you're here to see some kids uh, celebrate Christmas from the front. Uh, We have some some ways for you to connect. If you take your camera and just put it over the QR code that's in front of you, you just take the, the, the camera and put it over the QR code, hit the link. It'll bring you to our Church Center app. And uh, it'll then lead you to all the information about our church. We'd love to connect with you a little bit more if you just fill out that information. Also, if you want, there's a card in the seat in front of you that you can fill out as well. We're so glad you're here. Let's open up in a word of prayer as our kids come forward. Early childhood is coming first, and then right after them, our PV kids. Heavenly Father, I pray you bless this time we have together. As we celebrate you today, this Christmas season, you are the one who made all the difference. And so thank you so much, and we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Also, as soon as the kids are finished with their song, parents, if you'll come get your kids, or at least one of the kids, hopefully yours. Shepherds on a hillside of goodwill and peace. The lights on every tree and all the gifts we bring. In every part of Christmas, we'll see our King. For He is the light that shines from.
Savior born that we might live, He is the gift. A Savior born that we Don't you just love our kids? Oh. oh, I love it. Love it, love it. So um, we're going to just do a little, uh, a few announcements and take our offering, and then it's going to be your turn to sing. So get ready. Okay. So um, first of all, just a reminder that next Sunday is Christmas Eve, and we're just going to be doing one Christmas Eve morning service at 9 a.m., and it is going to be a Christmas Eve candlelight service, okay, but it'll just be one at 9 a.m., um, so be prepared for that, um, and then if our ushers can get ready, um, we're going to be um, taking our offering here in a minute, but um, we just want you to know, and we just want to say thank you for your generosity, because this weekend, we were able to do two um, outreaches through our kingdom builders. And we have two, I, I believe we have a couple pictures. On Friday night, we were able to do through our GO teams, um, participate in the Festival of Lights at City on a Hill, um, where we went down and some of you were able to go and just be part of um, City on a Hill's Festival of Lights. And it was just a beautiful time with Pastor Mitch, um, where we were able to go be part of ministering to some of the most um, needy people down in the inner city. Um, and then also, um, Mark and I were able to go and serve a hot chocolate bar at the Port Light Shelter here um, in Port Washington. Um, and um, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's the um, a shelter here, right here in Port Washington. There were 38 families that were able to be um, served. Um, there were gifts given um, for children and families. Um, there were 38 different families that were either in, currently in shelter or have been provided um, housing through the shelter and different services this year. Um, and it was just a wonderful time. And um, I don't know if the pictures were um, up. Okay, so we don't, maybe we don't have the pictures. But those two ministries were able, or two, yeah, two ministries were able to happen because of your generosity. And so, you know, here at Portview, we always say we give our first and our best. And so we try to do that. But literally, we were able to do that and be God's hands extended to our community because of your generosity. And so, Lord, we thank you that, Lord, you have blessed us abundantly um, financially, but also um, physically that we could actually go and to do exactly what you did for us. You came and served, and you gave. And Lord, today, we ask that you would help us, Lord, to have generous hearts, to be loving and kind, Lord, to, and to do what your word asks, and to just be a cheerful giver um, to your work and to your kingdom. And so thank you for what you've given, and we cheerfully give back now in your name. Amen. Okay, so... Like I said, this is going to be your time to sing. When you came in, there were numbers. Did somebody whistle at me? Okay, sorry. I thought somebody was trying to get my attention. Maybe. I, did, yeah, did you? Okay. It's not in my head. I thought I was hearing something. Um, you, did everybody have a number? Okay, hold up your numbers. Numbers 1 through 12. So what song do you think we're singing? 12 Days of Christmas, you guys. And just so you know, this isn't just, I mean, it is for fun, but there is a slide that has the Christian meaning behind all of the numbers. So it is a little small, and I'm not going to read through them all, but if you would like to read what they are, we can get that to you, okay? So here's how it's going to work. As we sing the, the number, 
So on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. If Who has number one? Hold up a one. When we sing a partridge in a pear tree, you're going to stand up. Every time we sing a partridge in a pear tree, you're standing. Okay? And then on the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves. When we get to two turtle doves, you're singing. The twos are standing, two turtle doves, and then the ones are standing. Partridge in a pear tree. And, okay, then you're sitting down. And we're doing this all the way to number 12. Okay. Do we get it? <laughs> okay. And this includes your children. So if you have children sitting next to you, parents, guess what? You get to be your number and their number. Oh, yes, you may need to stretch. Okay, do we need to do calisthenics? Does everybody need to stand and like stretch your legs and your arms and the whole thing? Okay, and so we did, we've practiced this as a team, and we are going to give you a couple extra breathing times, like at the five and the nines, okay? So just follow us, so we won't have you pass out for lack of breathing. Yes. Okay, so are we ready? Okay, here we go. The first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. Good job. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. Perfect. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me My true love gave to me four collie birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden rings, four collie birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Good job. Birds, three French hens, two 
group is going to come and they do encourage us all to sing along with them so if you're part of swap come on up and swap stands for seniors with a purpose
Pastor Paul asked me to participate in the festivities. This is, I don't have a problem conversing with anybody, but this is not my forte <laughs> in front of a big group. But uh, don't worry, I'm not going to preach. But <laughs> I, got, I believe the Holy Spirit put something on my heart in the last few days. And we've got three wonderful pastors that do an amazing job of preaching so <laughs> I don't have to deal with that but I just I want to say that the swap group is some of the best times that I have since I've joined the group I didn't think I was old yet <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not none of us are we're older but we're mature <laughs> But anyway, uh, I, I think we're 4F, which means we have great food, great fun, great fellowship, and great faith. And unlike the military, where 4F means you're unfit to serve, this bunch serves like you wouldn't believe in, in the church and outside the church. Uh, I'm one of the younger ones and in the group. Ray is the oldest. He's 82, or 92, I'm sorry. And he may walk with a cane, and he's not as zippy as he used to be, but I would challenge anybody to keep up with his schedule. So it's, it's an honor to be associated with that bunch of folks. Um, and now, uh, back to our regularly scheduled program, <laughs> what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, how many people here, if I say the name Linus, knows what I'm talking about? Okay. Uh, this is what Pastor Paul asked me to do, so I'm going to get into character. I'm going to be reading from the Holy Spirit-inspired second chapter of St. Luke. 
In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree, decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to their firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You shall find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary measured up, or treasured up, all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. The Lord's going to, or the world's going to tell you that all this is about presents, trees, uh, parties. But Linus knew. Linus knew what it's about. This is this is not a story. It's the truth. Um, it's simple. All we have to do is believe that Jesus died, was buried. And was resurrected to life. And all we need to do is try to be like Jesus. Love God and love our neighbors. If the world did that, just think about what it would be like. And it's the only way we're going to get off of this earth alive. Thank you. Thanks, Linus. <laughs> All right. Well, you've kind of figured out already our theme for today has been joy. We've been talking, you know, we've been, we've been trying to, to create an atmosphere that lets us see that followers of Jesus should be the most joy-filled people on planet Earth. And one of the ways that we've been thinking about and talking about over the last number of weeks of what are the things that should, that should characterize us as Christians, especially during the, Christen, Christ, the Christmas season, is we've been talking about Advent. And by now, you should know that Advent speaks of, the season of Advent speaks of 
the church is waiting for the celebration of the remembrance of when Jesus came. And so every week, in order to remember the different themes of the Advent of, as we lead up to it, we've been using an Advent wreath to help us remember the different themes. We're going to get to the pink one in a minute, which is going to speak to where we're at today. But before we get there, let's remember where we've been. And somebody asked me earlier, said, do we have to do the, wreath, the, the candle countdown today? I said, no, I put longer candles in today. So last week, if you weren't here, Pastor Paul, he, had, he only could preach as long as the candle went before he lit the wreath on fire. And so, so the four weeks, who remembers what the first one was? Hope. Hope. The first week we talked about hope, and it was hope particularly tied to prophecy. All the promises that God made to humankind that Jesus would come. And Jesus came. And we're going to celebrate that next Sunday. We're celebrating it today, but we're going to celebrate it on Christmas Eve. So all the promises God made about Jesus have come true. You know what that says to us? That all the promises that God has made that have yet to be fulfilled are going to come true. We have hope like no one else. If you have Christ in your life, you have hope. Not this hope like I wish for something. That's not what hope is. Wishing isn't hope. Hope is a settled confidence knowing that what God says is going to come true comes true. And of all the promises he made, he made this one promise that's probably the most to be celebrated during Christmas time is that just as he came the first time as a baby in a manger, he's coming back again. The Bible says it. He gave a promise. He's going to come back not as a baby this time, but as a conquering king to establish his kingdom. So hope. What's the next one? Anybody remember? Peace. Uh, There we go. Peace. And again, peace tied to the reality that that, that Jesus doesn't, when he brings, when, when the peace that Jesus brings doesn't solve all the world's problems, doesn't take away conflict, but gives us peace in our hearts in the middle of conflict. Jesus, the scriptures say this about Christianity, that God will give us in Christ a peace that surpasses our ability to comprehend, that he'll guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, and that we'll have a peace that's beyond comprehension in Christ. And so no matter what we're going through, as people who know Christ, our hearts can be filled with peace in the midst of it. So it's hope, peace. Remember what the, last, the next one was? Love. For God so what? Love the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him will never perish, but will have eternal life. That if you know Christ because of the love of God through Christ... We have eternal life in Christ. That, that this body is going to fade away, and one day, one day, you know, um, we will be the one being focused on at a funeral. But if we know Christ, we live eternally with him. So we have hope, we have peace, we have love. And the last one, the pink candle. Remember, the purple candles on the outside, the first three weeks, represented the royalty of Christ. And the pink one represents what? Joy, the theme of today. Joy. Joy because in the, with, the calen- with, the, with the Advent wreath, joy saying it's only one more week. One more week and Jesus will celebrate that Jesus really has come. So joy this week. Let's talk about joy for a few minutes. Randy read the text from the Gospel of Luke and it said, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you. He is Christ the Lord. This little commercial for next Sunday, on this text, thinking about this week, and I'm not preaching a sermon today, just a short little devotion about joy, but next week this verse has so gripped me that we're coming back to this verse next Sunday on Christmas Eve day. Not to talk about what we're talking about today, but to talk about another wonderful truth from this text. So you'll want to be here at 9 a.m. next Sunday morning. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. The message of Jesus coming as our Savior, it says here, is great, is news of great joy. And I was thinking about that as I was thinking about today. 
thinking, do we really think of Christmas like this? I know we think of so many things tied to Christmas. Travel and gifts and family gatherings and, and maybe struggles because of the family gatherings. Or the lack of a gathering because of tension or issues. And there's a lot of things we could think of, but do we, I really wonder, do we think of this like this? Is, is, is knowing that Jesus is the Savior, because it said is, he's, he, came, he came as Savior and that brought great joy, news of great joy, is knowing that Jesus is Savior something that brings incredible joy to your heart this holiday season, this Christmas season? Have you taken any time this Christmas, and I'm hoping today you are, to ponder what it means to you and to your family that Jesus is Savior? Because the message was that in the city of David, a Savior has been born, and that message is a message of great joy. See, if we understand the truth of the lostness of humanity and all the brokenness and the pain that flows into this world because of the brokenness and sin of humanity, then knowing that God came to save us from that and having it affect your life will fill you with pure joy. You see, you might not know this, but when Suzanne and I and Josh and Brett, before we were at Portview, which believe it or not, next Sunday is 15 years, is that possible, we moved here from Cambodia. And when we lived in Cambodia and did work there, missions work in Cambodia, we lived among millions of people that were Buddhist. Now, here's a, here's a, little, a little deal. I hear a lot of times people in America today, they think it's, it's vogue to say they're Buddhist. And Suzanne and I laugh when they say that because they don't have a clue what they're talking about. They haven't lived in a Buddhist country. I have. Um, living under Buddhism is a horrible system to live under. And here's why. They believe in something called karma, and we throw that word around karma, like, you know, like karma gotcha. But they live believing in their religion is karma, which means this. If you do good, good things come back on you. If you do bad, bad things come back on you. If you think something good, something good comes back on you. But if you think something bad, something bad comes back on you. Be honest with yourself. If you lived under that, do you think the bad in your life would outweigh the good in your life? We lived in a system where they all understood the bad outweighed the good. Because in our humanity, we're broken by sin. And sin, sin corrupts us. So every time they had a negative thought, any time they did a negative thing, they understood the balance were tipped towards the bad. And they were filled with fear because their belief system let them know that they could never be good enough. But when they were told about Jesus, when they were told the Christmas message that it's good news of great joy because a Savior has been born to you. When they were told that, it completely transformed their lives. When they understood that there really was a God and that He really came to earth as Savior and He really died in our place to forgive them of sins, to forgive us of sins, and if we trusted in Christ, our sin account would be wiped away, their, their bad things would be wiped away, something they had never believed was possible under karma. They celebrated. So Cambodia is one of the poorest places on the planet. But can I tell you something? At Christmas time, when we focus our whole world on stuff, they have almost zero stuff. And when they come to Christ, they're the most joyful people you've ever met in your, in your life. We'd be in a, in a church, in a rice paddy, in the middle of no, nowhere, where they had nothing except Jesus and the message of Jesus transformed their lives. They were set free from the bondage of their false beliefs. And they were filled with joy. Friends, that's the message of Christmas. Good news of great joy. That's the good news of great joy of, of every day that a person lives in Christ. Because in Christ we're set free from the curse of the sin. We're forgiven, we're rescued, we're redeemed. The Bible says this, the old has done away. That's what they would grab onto. The old was gone and everything was now new in Christ. Account, sin debt, account wiped clean, paid in full in Jesus. And when we get a little tiny grasp of what God has done for us, that we celebrate at Christmas the coming of God into the world. If we really grasp it this Christmas, you can't help but be filled with joy. 
Now, I want you to be filled with joy this Christmas. And I want to share one more thing with you on how you can be, when you have this message, you can then be filled with joy, not only at Christmas, but at all times. And I'm going to do something. I'm going to share something with you that somebody shared with me decades ago, and some of you are familiar with what I'm going to share with you. I'm going to share an acrostic with the word joy in a minute. And I want to give this to you as a Christmas gift, that if you will open it and hold it and live it, I promise you, your level of joy will increase beyond where it's ever been before. And the acrostic I'm speaking of is, how do I get joy? Well, I live by the word joy, J-O-Y. And the, and the order matters. And this is what I mean by that. In our lives, we put J first. J is Jesus. Jesus is first. We've been talking about it all along here. Because what Jesus did, we're, we're set free, and we, the sin debt's canceled, and we have promise of eternal life. And so if we have Jesus in the center of our lives, what happens, the Bible says, is this. It says that joy is a fruit, meaning this. It's not like an apple you can eat. It's a fruit, meaning something that grows in your life and the conditions are right. Right. Correct. When the conditions are correct. And so if Christ is in the center of your world, he's in first place in everything. If the way you live your life is you live through the lens of Jesus and you wake up every day in the way you treat your spouse and the way you treat your children and the way you live at your, your job and the way you're part of the church is you look through the lens of Jesus and say, how does Jesus look at these things? And you live that way. Jesus is first. You say, Jesus, how can I love you? How can I walk with you? If you'll do that, you put Jesus first. The fruit of joy will grow in your life. You'll have joy. So we start with Jesus. What's the next letter? J. Oh, oh. We put others next. We put others ahead of ourselves, and it will result in experiencing a greater joy than if you put yourself in first place. And I know that sounds counterintuitive because we've been raised in a world that says, look out for number one, you're most important. And I'm not saying you're not important, we're going to get to that in a minute, but I'm saying, to find joy, we put others ahead of ourselves. It's a spiritual principle that Jesus taught. Jesus taught this. The one we celebrate, the baby in the manger, when he became an adult, said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And Jesus modeled it for us. He gave his life. He put everybody else before himself. And I've challenged for you this year, try it out. Begin to live generously towards others, giving of yourself towards others, and not thinking of yourself in first place. I promise you if you put Jesus at the center of your life and then you'll think of others first, you will be filled with joy. And you know what you'll live out? You'll live out Charles Dickens' story, The Christmas Carol. Think of the story of Scrooge, old Ebenezer. Did anybody watch any of the Christmas Carol movies this year? We, some of you did. We, every year, have a whole list of Christmas movies we have to watch. And this year, we added one to our repertoire. The Muppets Christmas Carol. We had watched the original one. Uh, well, the, the one with uh, whatever the actor is. Uh, some of you think of it's a famous one. I can't see think what his name is right now. But that's a good one. We watched that first. The Muppets was better. The Muppets one was great. And so we watched the Muppets Christmas Carol. We added it to our repertoire this year of must-watch Christmas movies. And what do we find out? That when he put Jesus in first place, because that's the, 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 the Christmas Carol was written to talk about the gospel. And when Jesus was in first place, he comes to Christ at night through the angels. And then he puts other people before himself. He goes from crotchety old Scrooge to skipping down the streets, giving guys money to buy the, the, the prize uh, turkey and take it to old Bob Cratchit and Tiny Tim. He was filled with joy when he put other people before himself. So J, Jesus, O, others, and then you know what? Don't forget about this, you. You know that you're pretty awesome? You know that God thinks you're great? One of the phrases we love the most taught by our, one of our great teachers, uh, James Bryan Smith, is that you are one in whom Christ dwells and delights. 
Jesus, God the Father, delights in you. He loves you the way you are. You are delight to God. God loves you so much, he came and gave his life for you. And because God loves you, guess what? You should love yourself. Some of you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see. Guess what? God looks at you and he loves you. And God wants you to start seeing you the way he sees you as someone eternally important and and beautiful in his eyes. God loves you. At creation, when God was creating everything, he made made the birds and the trees and the water and the earth and the stars and the moons, and he said, it's good, it's good, it's good. He made mankind, and he said what? It's very good. When God looks at you, he says, you're very good. Are you perfect? Not by a long shot. Neither am I. But God loves you. And he wants to help you to continue to grow in Christ's likeness, to continue to grow to become more and more like Jesus. So thank God for you, that you are. Just don't make you the center of your world. That's the mistake we make. Let Jesus be the center of your world. Then put other people's needs in front of your own, and you'll be filled with joy. And then say, I'm going to love myself like I love them. You love them well. Love yourself well. Jesus, others, you. You want to experience joy this Christmas? Live out that. Jesus, others, you. Open the gift. God bless you. Comfort and joy, oh tidings of comfort and joy.
We're going to sing a few more songs. This one is what we like to call Jazzy Christmas. So we'll see if it actually is jazzy, but that's our goal. So sing along with us if you would like a couple of songs that most people know. So here we go.
And as we close tonight, or this morning, tonight, we didn't go that long, I'm going to invite you to stand with us as we sing one more song, Angels We Have Heard on High, and we're going to just belt it out like the angels did. Amen? All right. And then we're going to dismiss and go from there and have fun. So, Lord, we thank you for this day that we have had to just remember all the pieces of the Christmas story and how true it is. It isn't just a fable. It isn't something that's a piece of fiction, but it is truth. And that we can rest on that truth knowing that you came to earth to live and dwell among us and ultimately to die for our sins. And so, Lord, as we just continue to celebrate, we pray that you would bless the food that has been prepared, all of the, the healthy food, all of the goodies. Uh, and we pray that it would just be a great time of fellowship amongst our family today as we are just home in your presence. Be with us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Go have fun.